Welcome back to Teachable Moments with April. This is part three of the Stress Relief Series. So the next area we're going to look at in regards to stress relief is good planning. Managing your time better puts you in control of your life. It also gives you a chance to relax, exercise, and de-stress. Most people spend about 80% of their efforts on 20% of their results. With better planning, they could achieve just as much in a fraction of the time. Assess how you really spend your time and when you are most productive by keeping an activity log. Schedule tasks that need the most energy or creativity for the times of the day when you are most alert. Makes sense, right? Don't be afraid to delegate. Always focus on your priorities. This will highlight the tasks that have to be done, those that can be delegated, and tasks that can be dropped. Learn to say no to unwanted, unnecessary jobs. These will only take up time you plan to spend on something else. And I don't know about men, but I know women, we are sort of guilty of this, of having... um, having the ability to say no and and following through on it okay saying you know what you know what I can't do that right now no and it doesn't necessarily have to be mean and b-i-t-c-h-e um but um you you can be firm you can be assertive but you can also be positive and pleasant at the same time okay turn away unwanted visitors and let people know if you really don't want to be disturbed okay juggling different tasks can be stressful but you must accept that you can't work on <laughs> on all of them at once and like i said earlier in this series this is something that i am very guilty of of trying to do everything at once i can't do everything at once and it's you don't have to like i say have to be mean and and resentful about it um you will sort of turn like that if you don't say no to things and like they say in this case delegate and realize that you can't do everything you will become resentful and that is something that you really really don't want to do okay so top 10 tips for time management number one prioritize decide which are the most essential jobs okay things that you need to do right away things that are very very important um versus the things that you know you can wait to do okay number two plan ahead so that jobs are done properly and efficiently number three learn to say no we're back at that again say no to unnecessary or unwanted jobs number four set deadlines try not to procrastinate or leave jobs until the last minute so that if you do do that and wait to the last minute okay that's going to add to your stress level number five delegate give to others tasks you don't have time to do yourself it's not lazy to ask for help when you need it okay it doesn't mean you're incompetent because a lot of times uh, whether you say it or not i think subconsciously that's how we take it um that it means that there's some kind of uh, character flaw or our ability, our abilities. Um, it's no reflection on our own personal uh, capableness, okay? Being capable. It has nothing to do with you being lazy or, un- or incapable of doing something, okay? Six, use, use email. Uh, respond to non-urgent queries by email. Seven, 
divert your call screen phone calls when you are busy number eight don't be rushed don't feel pushed into making hasty decisions and that's something that I don't think anyone likes to do but me especially I don't like to feel pressed beyond you know what's normal and rushed I don't like when when things happen like that okay number nine accept changes now this is something that I used to have a problem with but I don't anymore be flexible objectives and priorities can change and I admit in the past I've had issues with that but over time you learn to kind of you know um relax the rain so to speak number 10 don't overwork take your breaks and as me I'm a workaholic and I'm a person that likes to stay busy and I like to get things done this is something that I fall prey to a lot to Teachable Moments with April. This is part three of the Stress Relief Series. So the next area we're going to look at in regards to stress relief is good planning. Managing your time better puts you in control of your life. It also gives you a chance to relax, exercise, and de-stress. Most people spend about 80% of their efforts on 20% of their results. With better planning, they could achieve just as much in a fraction of the time. Assess how you really spend your time and when you are most productive by keeping an activity log. Schedule tasks that need the most energy or creativity for the times of the day when you are most alert. Makes sense, right? Don't be afraid to delegate. Always focus on your priorities. This will highlight the tasks that have to be done, those that can be delegated, and tasks that can be dropped. Learn to say no to unwanted or unnecessary jobs. These will only take up time you plan to spend on something else. And I don't know about men, but I know women, we are sort of guilty of this, of having... um, having the ability to say no and and following through on it okay saying you know what you know what I can't do that right now no and it doesn't necessarily have to be mean and b-i-t-c-h-e um but um you you can be firm you can be assertive but you can also be positive and pleasant at the same time okay turn away unwanted visitors and let people know if you really don't want to be disturbed okay juggling different tasks can be stressful but you must accept that you can't work on (laughs) on all of them at once and like I said earlier in this series this is something that I am very guilty of of trying to do everything at once I can't do everything at once and it's you don't have to like I say have to be mean and and resentful about it um you will sort of turn like that if you don't say no to things and like they say in this case delegate and realize that you can't do everything you will become resentful and that is something that you really really don't want to do okay so top 10 tips for time management number one prioritize decide which are the most essential jobs okay things that you need to do right away things that are very very important um versus the things that you know you can wait to do okay number two plan ahead 
so that jobs are done properly and efficiently. Number three, learn to say no when we're back at that again. Say no to unnecessary or unwanted jobs. Number four, set deadlines. Try not to procrastinate or leave jobs until the last minute so that if you do do that and wait to the last minute, okay, that's going to add to your stress level. Number five, delegate. Give to others tasks you don't have time to do yourself. It's not lazy to ask for help when you need it, okay? It doesn't mean you're incompetent because a lot of times, uh, whether you say it or not, I think subconsciously that's how we take it. Um that it means that there's some kind of uh, character flaw or our ability, our abilities. Um, It's no reflection on our own personal uh, capableness, okay, being capable. It has nothing to do with you being lazy or or incapable of doing something, okay? Six, use use email. Uh, Respond to non-urgent queries by email. Seven, Divert your calls. Screen phone calls when you are busy. Number eight, don't be rushed. Don't feel pushed into making hasty decisions. And that's something that I don't think anyone likes to do, but me especially, I don't like to feel pressed beyond, you know, what's normal and rushed. I don't like when when things happen like that, okay? Number nine, accept changes. Now, this is something that I used to have a problem with, but I don't anymore. Be flexible. Objectives and priorities can change. And I admit in the past I've had issues with that. But over time, you learn to kind of, you know, um, relax the reins, so to speak. Number 10, don't overwork. Take your breaks. And as me, I'm a workaholic and I'm a person that likes to stay busy and I like to get things done. This is something that I fall prey to a lot. Welcome back. Um, so now it looks as though they're going to look into that thing that we talked about before as women. And there may be some men out there that have this issue. Um, women as mothers, um, wives, girlfriends, so forth and so on. Females in general, I can only speak from my own perspective as a female because that's what I am. Um, is having problems with saying no and um, the stigma of being whether we put it on ourselves or others society put it on us as being b-i-t-c-h-e um, by saying no you're not being b-i-t-c-h-e or being hostile or angry by saying no you can say no and don't be afraid of that okay so be more assertive let you take control of your life saying no is sometimes the best way to protect yourself from stress no one can just say yes to everything I guess you could but you would be a nervous wreck and we don't want that now do we no okay number one learn to say no We all know what it feels like to have too much on our plate, okay? Learning to be more assertive about our needs and saying no to extra work can remove the stressful feeling of being overwhelmed. It makes us feel more in control of our lives. How can you expect other people to realize how busy you are unless you tell tell them? And a lot of times what I find is that... um, 
I don't want to make it about female and male, but I noticed that in the workplace, I when I've encountered this, it's coming from another woman trying to give me all these jobs. Um, <laughs> and it goes beyond them just delegating to me. Um, and they will just, it'd be like a never ending flow of coming at me with job after job after job after job until finally I had to say no. And the silence <laughs> that follows um, can be unnerving, especially for if you have a certain uh, personality type, okay? If you're a, per- a people pleaser, you're a person that doesn't, you feel uncomfortable when people uh, are, are mad at you or they're acting a certain way with you after you've told them. They don't have a problem uh, sharing with you how they feel, but as soon as you say something, they got they got all the problems in the world with it, okay? So you're going to have to push back that. You're going to have to push past it. And I think as you get older, if you can learn this when you are younger, I wish I had, but we can't turn back the time like share. Um, but yeah, it's all right to say no. They can say it. You can say it too. It works way. Fair play, right? Number two, listen to your inner voice. Notice the times when you want to set your limits and say no, but decide not to, okay? Are you afraid of making the other person angry? This is what we're saying. This is what I was just saying. Or putting your job or relationship at risk. So a lot of times I've experienced this. You think if you say no, it's going to jeopardize your job. And a lot, and I get it. You know, and there's going to seem like if different things are going on in your company, your agency, your facility, depending on what type of work you do, if you think you say no and you, the other person next to you, she's always saying yes and, and so forth and so on, you feel that this will jeopardize and you need your job. Who doesn't need their job? Okay. You have children, you have a family, you got bills. There it is. Right now, um, the job market is... It's kind of strange. I mean, there are so many openings in certain areas, and then in certain areas, it's not, okay? It's this weird medium here that's going on. So you may be very, you know, reluctant to, you know, just say it how it is, okay? I get it. You may be surprised at how many people will respect you for taking care of yourself. It's better to risk an angry reaction, what we're talking about, than take on too much and do a bad job. And this is one way to get burnt out. And this is where I have been so many times uh, being totally burnt out. You look worn out. You look through. You look tired. It's just too much. Okay. Number three, practice saying no. Keep a log of your positive and negative experiences in setting your own limits. It's about setting limits and boundaries. During the week, find two situations in which you can say no, okay? And start small and work your way up. Number four, ask yourself questions. What happened when you said no? How did you say it? What response did you get? Then what did you do? How do you feel about the interaction? Is there anything you still need to do? What would you do differently next time? Be assertive without saying a word. Now, this may be something that you may be 
more comfortable with or you maybe you can start with before you bridge the gap over to actually saying no and setting those those boundaries okay be okay eye contact look directly at the person you're speaking to this conveys a sense of openness and self-assurance scaring is defensive and looking away or down seems uncertain number two body movements when speaking move your hands and body fluidly keep your movements moderate rather than intrusive remember that sudden or rapid movements suggest tension or chaos hmm, okay number three posture sit or stand with your posture open to send a message of confidence and cooperation hmm. relax your arms by your sides or on the arms of the chair plant both feet firmly on the ground and stand or sit up straight Number four, personal space. Everyone has a sense of appropriate personal space and feels uncomfortable when others come too close. Now, what I find out that the average person, they really don't. Even before the pandemic, I had some very interesting um, encounters with people and personal space, wow. Um, Yeah, I actually had people that work with me know how I am about personal space some people think I don't know that I was kind of strange with it but um I think actually going up to people and touching on people is kind of strange to me so yeah I've actually had people tell me I'm gonna touch you even though I know you don't want me to and I'm looking like what okay weird okay to communicate assertively don't stand too close okay but don't back off either stand your own ground stress affects your body as part of a survival mechanism your body responds to stress by stepping up a gear in preparation to deal with the problem however prolonged periods of stress can be extremely detrimental to your health so it can manifest and we all know that it can manifest itself in different parts of our body okay so we're going to start with stress headaches Stress causes muscular tension in the neck and head, and if it goes on for too long, it can result in headaches, which commonly occur over the forehead, the temples, or behind the eyes. Teeth grinding and frowning exacerbate this problem as they also strain the muscles of the face and neck. After the event, stress headaches often occur after an intense or stressful time has passed rather than during the period of stress itself Hmm. neck and shoulder pain as part of the fight or flight response the brain sends a signal to the muscles causing them to tense up and readiness for action Hmm. in the same way as you prepare yourself for the beginning of a race prolonged tension Prolonged periods of stress, however, can lead to permanently tense muscles. Why well, I didn't know that. Particularly in the neck and shoulder region. Long-term tension in the muscles affects the way in which you hold your body, leading to painful muscles and joints and reduced flexibility. Transferred pain. In addition, tension in your neck and shoulders is often transferred to the head, a contributing factor to painful stress headaches, which is what we just talked about stress and your back 
The muscles of the back are also affected by stress hormones and can become extremely tense. Your lower back pain. Stress and tension in the back muscles can cause pain in the lower part of the spine, mm, as well as your joints just above the buttocks. Oh, this is particularly the case if you happen to be seated at a desk for long periods of time. Many sufferers of back pain notice the problem worsens when they are stressed. Simple back's Back exercises such as gentle stretches can help ease the tension. I think that's why when we first started this series, they told you to just stretch your arms out over your head. Stress and your hormones. In response to stress, the brain signals the release of hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol from glands around the body. These stress hormones alter heart rate, breathing, and muscle tone so that you are ready to cope fight or flight. The result of this rush of stress hormones is that the body's performance is heightened so that it can tackle the cause of stress or run away. A survival mechanism known as fight or flight response. This can be beneficial when necessary but prolonged stress is detrimental. Mm. To health as these effects place a great strain on the body as well as the mind. So now we're going to talk about stress in your heart. Stress hormones affect the circulatory system dramatically. Under conditions of stress, your heart beats more rapidly and your body ve blood vessels dilate to increase the flow of blood to the vital organs, ensuring that you have the energy you need to run away as fast as possible or the strength to fight back against an attacker. Ooh, okay. Chronic stress puts strain on the heart. It may increase your chance of heart attacks later in life or sooner. I, I know that for a fact. Okay, increased risk. Stress also increases blood pressure, further increasing your chances of a heart attack or stroke. Especially with another sign if you smoke, which some women do, believing that it combats stress. Okay, so now we're going to go into stress and anxiety. Being stressed for long periods of time can cause psychological and emotional damage as well as physical harm. People who feel stressed all the time often end up suffering from generalized and constant anxiety as the brain becomes overworked and clear thinking becomes almost impossible. Makes sense, right? This can lead to them becoming stressed about even small everyday issues. Mental strain. Long-term stress can lead to anxiety disorders and depression, which a lot of people, I think all people, um suffer from this okay um in varied degrees if if we're honest and we really look at this i that's what i believe you may not agree with me but i believe this to be so okay and if nothing is done to remedy uh the cause of the problem a nervous breakdown can ensue and i think anyone and everyone is um susceptible to this I, I'm not a doctor, which is based on my own life experiences and observations up to this point. It is essential that you deal with stress before it takes its toll on your mind. Talking to a counselor can be a very helpful um, way to achieve this. Try to admit the problem as soon as possible before it takes over your life. How stress affects sleep. 
Getting enough sleep is essential for coping with stressful situations. Ironically, however, stress disrupts sleep dramatically, leading to a vicious cycle whereby you feel constantly tired and less able to face your problems. This is because your brain works overtime during stressful periods and your mind is typically preoccupied with the problems that have been stressing you out during the day. And I am very uh, susceptible to this. For this reason, relaxation of any kind can become difficult. The brain finds it difficult to shut down at night as sleep can become a real problem. Stress uh, symptoms. Typical symptoms of stress include having trouble falling asleep as you lie awake worrying. Then if you do go to sleep, I've had this, have vivid and violent nightmares, okay? Um, Waking throughout the night every other hour or less, okay? Waking early in the morning. Consequently, your body's sleep patterns become disrupted and you're left feeling exhausted and irritable and you're more susceptible to get sick because your immune system is down. Okay, so that being said, stress in your immune system. Let's go. Most people notice that when they are going through a stressful period, they seem more susceptible to common illnesses such as colds, fevers, and stomach upsets. Stress response. At first, the body's response to stress is to produce more white blood cells, the the infection-fighting army within your blood, strengthening the immune system and response. However, prolonged high levels of cortisol brought about by long-term stress actually reduce numbers of white blood cells and make you less able to fight off infection. I believe it. Digestive complaints. Um, Stress has a physical effect on your digestive system too. During stressful periods, you will often feel less hungry than usual due to your digestive system shutting down as blood is diverted away from your stomach towards your vital organs such as your brain and your heart. This is the reason people often notice butterflies in their stomach when they are stressed. Other digestive symptoms of stress include indigestion, nausea and diarrhea and always try to find time for proper meals and I know a lot of people they have a nervous stomach when they get stressed out they can't keep their food down Um, and it can be very chronic and it can be very serious and lastly stress in your skin Fluctuations in the levels of hormones in your body during stressful periods can affect the fine balance of your skin. Imbalance. Stress can cause or increase various skin problems, especially blemishes, eczema, dermatitis, which often are related to emotional states. I did not know that. Stress hormones cause the body to to become flushed and sweaty. This causes the pores to become blocked, making you more susceptible to blackheads and blemishes.